to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Uh, I'm, I'm well, Steve. Thank you. Yes, it's lovely to um, see the sun shining at last. We've got a nice spell of lovely weather coming up, I think. Yeah. Well, certainly in Brussels. I hope that's everywhere in the country, but certainly down here. Um, everybody's getting ready for the bank holiday. We've got a bank holiday now coming up over this weekend. And I found out yesterday they're having a fair on oh. Victoria Gardens. The Victoria Gardens is uh, if everybody knows Bolsters, it's a it's a, a lovely area with the bandstand and so on. And they were going to have a fair there over the Monday. Uh, I think it's Sunday and Monday. So we're really looking forward to that. That will really feel like we're getting back to normal. Oh, that would be lovely. That would be really, mm. really nice. Oh, lovely. I mean, it's the perfect time to be down by the beach um, when it's like this, where they have a little mini heat wave um, period. Um, That's right. Yeah, well, it's so, and you're doing well here. You're in your new little um, abode, little office area. Yeah, yeah, it feels really nice actually to have a, a separate space from the house. Um, we've built a, a log cabin in the in the garden specifically for um, for office and escaping the chaos that is the kittens um yes. so yes, yeah you're cat, you're cat free at the moment i am cat free at the moment yeah i've shut the door so even our cats that are a couple of cats that are, are roaming the garden they can't they can't get in and start <laughs> causing mayhem oh, so um yes it feels nice to be able to to relax um so you won't see any cats you shouldn't see any cats popping up on screen um but yeah, it's it's really nice, really lovely, and the sun's shining through, so it's absolutely roasting in here at the moment. Good. That's so, what you want. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So this week you've uh, done another project, which we will get to, um, something different from the norm, and uh, would love to, to chat about that and hear how that's going um, and what people think of that. But first, um, we had a question come in from Karen, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it was a good subject. Um, Karen says, good morning, Colin and Steve. I'm currently enjoying the rhino and would like to know if Colin thinks pan pastels could be used to do the hazy background of the sky and the distant landscape and then go back to pan, uh, to pencils to, for the foreground. Uh, also, would he consider using them in other pictures from large areas for large areas of background colour, saving pencils for the more detailed work. Thoroughly enjoying my membership. Thank you both, both for not just helping me, but other members helping us get through the last 18 months. Kind regards, Karen. Oh, that's, that's nice. And uh, we got some good answers there, I think, for you. Um, first of all, I, I would say that if you ask me, would you do it, Colin? I would say, no, I wouldn't. Now, that doesn't mean to say you can't do it. It's just that I love the idea of using the stick pastels, as you know, and I'm very successful at them. So I would always stick to them as and the pastel pencil. The combination of those two I've found over the years to be perfect for me. So I wouldn't personally do it. But could you do it? Absolutely, you could. And uh, we've, we've had a lot of our members that do that they if they're doing a portrait or an animal portrait 
then they do use the pan pastel very successfully. So and it's easy, easier to use, but it's to me, it's not quite as professional as uh, I, I would like it to be. That's only me, and it's only my opinion. But the answer is yes, you could. Works well. It's pastel, just the same. And uh, they do work well together. Mm. It's just a difference of effects, isn't it? Um, you, you get a slightly different effect when you use um, pan pastels, as people will see in the projects that um that you've done on pan pastels um mm. when you've done backgrounds and things like that it's it's a slight, slightly softer smoother result um because mm. the texture of the medium is that it's not as as chalky as the pastel pencils so no that's right and i i also think i've done a, oh i don't know was it 15 projects using the pan pastel a lot of those i've used pastel pencils with it and the argument would then would be well yes but you're doing it anyway and then you're saying you're not doing it i am doing it um and but really i'm using the pastel pencils to support the pan pastel we are looking at this idea the other way around you know can you use the pan pastel to support the pastel pencil and I've said, you can. Would I do it? No, I wouldn't. See what I mean? So there is this tiny bit of confusion about this. But I, I explain really well when people see the uh, pan pastel pictures that I've done and they see me use the pastel pencil and they realize that you couldn't do what, I, what I've ended up doing if I just used the pan pastel. It just wouldn't have worked. But the combination of the two uh, did work really well. Particularly, I remember the the, the uh, trees. The, do you remember the snow scene I did mm. with the sort of fir trees? And that that worked extremely well. And I was thrilled to bits with that. The end result of that, and I'm sure people once it actually comes up on uh, the member site, they'll see that it had to be done the way I did it. There was no other option that I had I couldn't have used stick pastels to produce the same effect that I did with the pastel pencil so um, it's all really a matter of how you see it I would see it that when you're using the pan pastel and you're using either the blenders or your fingers depending on what you're doing in the background area you don't have the same control over it that you do when you're using the uh, stick pastel or pastel pencil and then using blenders or your finger with that that's only my opinion and and i'm all for people trying out and um finding their own thing to do but the the answer simple answer to the question was yes you can absolutely Mm. Mm. lovely okay um thanks dad and uh thanks Karen, for for the question, really good, um, really good question, and I uh, hope people found that interesting. There was another, there was another question we had, Steve, which um, it was in my mind to mention to you that why don't we explain um, this to them? You remember the the, the, the gentleman that uh, did the shark? Was it a gentleman? I think it oh, was. Right. And did the shark? He 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 did the background. And uh, he wasn't happy with the blue that he was using because it was too, it was it wasn't going on very well. 
And we said, well, the reason for that is you didn't put a strong enough base color down. I think it was using 230, I believe. 270, I think. It's oh, it was 270, was it? Right. I think. They're both the same, really. The same. One's earthy. And... But again, you see, if you use, if you use the 270 uh, as a base color, you've got to almost ladle it on. It's got to be done really strongly. If you don't do it, if you just put it on and cover it, and you can still see the paper basically through it, you're not got enough on there. And when you put the darker color on, that color is going to, um, it's not going to blend. It's not going to blend into the paper very well. The dark colors, I've mentioned this many, many times before. So the answer really was there to make sure that you've really got a good base. Do it twice. Don't do it once, do it twice. You know, when we do um, pastel pencil uh, skies, and I say put a good layer of, if you're going to do a nice blue uh, sky, you put plenty of white on and you do it twice. So you make sure that you have a really good coverage. You should never be able to see any pastel paper at all showing through. If you do, you can imagine what will happen as soon as you put the, the blue on or the darker colours on, that will touch the paper, not the it will go into the paper as opposed to the uh, base colour you've got. Therefore, it will mark it. Mm. And this is what happened in this case. Um, so um, I just want to mention that because it's something that uh, was important and I'm sure other people would have found the same thing. Mm. What I'm wondering is the rhino you did on Ongre. So when we're talking about pan pastels and pastels pencils going on top of that, are we specifically talking about pastel mat in this instance? It wouldn't work with Ongre in terms of laying pastel, uh, pan pastel down and then going over with pastel pencils. It, it, whether you're using whatever paper you're using, you've still got to put a good base if you're going to put a strong color on. Exactly the same with um, pastel mat as Ongre. There's no difference. It probably won't get away with it as much with uh, uh, the pen, the um, pastel mat as you would with Ongre because you need to put more base color anyway. You need to put more color on when you're using uh, pastel mat. So, and it wouldn't allow you to do it, actually, to be honest. It would show up even more than it did with the uh, Ongre paper. Mm. With... You, you, there's no way out, I'm afraid. It's something that you've got to do it. If you don't put it on, you're going to be in trouble. Going back to Karen's question, where she said, could you use the the uh, pan pastels for the rhino's background, the hazy background? Mm. Um, mm. Because that was on Ongre, mm. um, do you have to consider the amount of layers that uh, that you put on with pan pastels and pan pastels, uh, then pastel pencils on top? Do you have to consider it a little bit more because the Ongre doesn't take as many layers as pastel mat? Um, so, for example, mm. the pan pastel projects that you've done on mm. pastel mat with a bit of pastel pencil detail, what would could you do those on on grey? And if not, why? You, you could, you could, and I I, I feel that um, as I haven't put the pan pastel on on grey. I haven't used it on on grey personally because I don't think. I think it would slide across more. It doesn't have the same feel. It doesn't have the same grip. 
it's smoother. It's almost a bit like talcum powder, isn't it? That, so if you if you smooth that on, it will go on. Don't get me wrong, it will go on. But I don't think it would go on as well as it does mm. with pastel mat. That's my own opinion. Because the, pa- the pastel pencils, um, being the texture they are, a bit grippier, um, mm. they go into That's that right. tooth. They settle into that tooth of the paper really nicely, don't they? They do indeed. And the, and the more you put on, as we've proved so many times, hundreds of times now, um, it works brilliantly. But you, you, with a, if you're using pastel mat, this is why we say it's not quite so easy to use as it is with Ongre. But if you're putting um, the uh, pan pastel onto the pastel mat, it uses more of it because it fills the tooth. You have to fill the tooth up. But there is a difference between the two um, papers. Both have their own uh, qualities, really. But I tend to prefer pastel mat now in the work that I'm doing because I'm kind of doing more advanced work, as you know. Mm. And uh, it's getting even more. We're going to talk about the next one picture that I'm doing, which is an advanced picture. And we're going to have to categorize, categorize, yeah, that as an advanced picture. Even though, having said that, if people want to try it, and they're very welcome to try it on Ongre, it will work, and uh, Passomatic will work, and but it, the, the expectations have got to be lowered. So, but it depends on the, the pictures uh, that I'm doing now. I'm up in the game, really. That's what I'm doing, Steve, with the things that I'm doing now, because we've got so much in the kitty now for uh, people to get started on. We don't really need too many of the beginner's pictures as such anymore. Mm. Mm. So let's talk about that then. Let's talk about this picture that you've done. Um, mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's different from what you would normally pick. Um, very different. Very yeah. concentrated um, features, rather than sort of um, and, and up close, um, which is not really what you uh, do with a landscape. So talk to me why you, you chose this. Tell me about why you chose this one. There's a very good reason why I chose this. First of all, I wanted to move completely away from the safety zone that we've had in the past. I wanted to move into really tricky, difficult subjects and the reason I've done that is because, first of all, I loved the uh, I loved when I saw the picture, and we'll be showing the original picture, and I do show it quite a lot when I'm doing the the work. It's really pretty. It's a very attractive picture, but it isn't very much of it. There's not the the kind of detail that uh, people would perhaps like to see. There's no houses or rivers or anything to distract you is a it's a bit of sky distance trees a meadow trees and bushes and that's it there's nothing else to take the eye but i wanted to do it because for one thing i didn't draw this this was not drawn out there was no line drawing so i show people how you can just something simple like this you've got no detail to worry about at all if if you make the trees just a bit bigger if you make the the um it just to make the, the, the with 
talking about bushes and trees, really, and, and, and a field. So you, you don't have to be exact. And when I drew it out originally, I sort of sketched it very quickly, very quickly. It was a matter of uh, five minutes or even less than that. I sketched it out and said, right, now we're going to start colouring. And I think this is something that I'd like people to try anyway. Uh, because, And then I did adjust it. I, I told people why I'm making the, the horizon line as such. I lowered it down from the original picture because I felt it would look better. And it did give me more sky to play with. And I, I wanted then to start from... Uh, the point of view of just putting the um, to working from an instinctive um, uh, although you're, you're following a picture you're still working from an instinctive level and the colours I think there were 30 or so colours I can't remember I didn't count them but really there was, there was a, at least 30 38 different colours I used I think something like that I went to go right across the, the pastel pencil range mostly I would say that they I use the Faber-Castell, but I use some Carpathello, some Cretacolor, and again, quite a lot of Caran d'Ache. And the reason for that is that they were softer. They went over the pastel matte paper, which I used the same color paper, really well. And I could put light over dark, mm. which was you know, you know, we work from light to dark normally, uh, but I was going the other way a, mm. a lot on this one. So I, it was a completely different kind of um, program, but I, I, I loved it, and I loved the um, the foliage it was incredible. Mm. The thing that strikes me that I've only and I've looked at this picture a few times that only now picking up on is the shadow. Um, and the, the sort of um, the mastery of light in this picture, because you have in the foreground on the right, the light breaking through the trees. Mm. And that is represented at the bottom. Um, um, that's right. And, and that really is appealing and satisfying to look at. Mm. <laughs> that's that right. This is what it, and, and I put that little bit of that little bit of shadow, a little bit of light that's on the, the right, very right hand edge. I put that in. That wasn't there on the original picture, but I put it in because it just gave just that little extra, little bit of um, interest, which is what you picked up on, which is lovely. And uh, but I, I, people will see when they see the picture and. Even if they didn't do the picture, if they thought, no, this is too, too hard for me, follow it and look at it because it is a an exercise in um, control of um, design because you're making it up basically as you go along. Because I've said before many times, you can't copy trees, you can't copy anything like that. But I love the background. I love the background trees. I was using blues and whites and, and mauves in there. And I, I just love that. And that was put on, that was the first thing that was done. You put that first and then everything else went on top of it, which gave you the distance effect, which is lovely on that. It almost looks like pan pastels in the background. It's so soft. Mm. It's such a soft effect, hazy effect. Um, but that's, how did you get that that soft? Did you just 
blend that with the color shaper. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I used the color shape. I used my my finger for the uh, sky, and that was done with a, a white, a little grey, with just a smattering of blue in there. But I knew that you wouldn't see much of that. And, and the argument sometimes would be, if I'm not going to see it, do I need to do it? You do need to do it because even if you just get one tiny little bit of blue showing through somewhere. It just adds to the picture, but you don't have to spend a lot of time. There was it was very quick that sky, mm. very quick indeed. All all the the, um, the light colours were put on first, and then a little bit of blue added to it. It's a really nice picture, and um, what's occurred to me about this one and the hands that you've done is that these are both pictures. Now, correct me if I'm wrong because the more I look at this, I'm kind of thinking the other way. They're both pictures that are wonderful exercises, but aren't necessarily pictures you would put on the wall. Cause the ha- prob- prob- probably not. And they weren't designed that way. And that's what I wanted to pick up on. And even though I've said it, I actually, the more I look at this picture, the more I really like it. And I think I would actually have this on the wall. And I know I said with yeah. the hands that that would actually look like a really, that would actually work as a picture on the wall. So I'm kind of contradicting myself. But the point of me saying it is that you didn't specifically go into these like you would another picture where you'd be like, this is going to look lovely, replicate this and it will go on your wall. It's mm. this is a exercise. I'm going to use this attractive picture to teach you a lot about the fundamentals of drawing hands, of um, shadow and tone, and the three dimensional effect. And in this one, light, foliage, design, um, distances, um, uh, and comparisons in that. So I just find that really interesting that the last couple of pictures you have challenged yourself with an exercise, and in, in doing that, is pushing the student to challenge themselves. Mm in a different way and absolutely right you've got it right you've got it in one that that's what i did it for it wasn't going to be something that people and people might not ever even want to put theirs on their wall because it's going to be a hard one to do but the very fact you're able to produce that kind of thing in pastel pencil and a student level really a good student would be able to do that there, I, I think it's wonderful that the practice of doing it, as I said, if you can do that and, and you can get away with the, um, the minimalistic approach to it, because it, as I said, it, it's a bit of sky and a bit of trees and plenty of um, foliage and a bit of shadow. There's not a lot to it, but combined together, it becomes very attractive. But taking that to the next level where you, you, you want to do a new a landscape with lots of trees and skies and, and so on in it, then by practicing that and doing that, you'll be well on your way to understanding how the foliage and, it, and trees and all the other things that I've, I've mentioned are put together. And how to lay it. See, one of the things that's important here in this, when they see this, if you do a tree, okay, what colour do you start with a tree? And what would you do if you've got a, if you've got a, if you've got a situation where it's a very, very dark picture, you can't put light on 
it wouldn't work. If you put light on the, the trunk, I'm talking the trunks of the trees, if you put light on that, you would never get dark enough. So how do you do Do you put the dark straight on? Do you do that? Well, I suppose you've got to in a way. But what, what would happen then? Wouldn't it look black? Wouldn't it look ugly? Yes, it would. I hope you're going to tell me the answer because I'm on, a, on the, on the no, edge I'm now. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, I can tell you exactly how I did that. I, I studied it a while and I thought, okay, what is the overall tone of those trees? What, what, what do I really want to see? I wanted to see a very, very dark reddish brown. That's what I wanted to see. Simply because if you look at the base of the tree, where not the tree, the, um, the, the orangey foliage, actually you probably wouldn't have believed that, but that was actually a photograph. And it wasn't tinted. It was That was a photograph, which attracted me. So I thought, right, if I've got that orange there, I've got to have a tree trunk that complements the orange. But I can't put orange on, can I? You can't do that. So what I did, I used 283. 283, which is already brown, directly on to the sand-coloured uh, pastel paper. And then I used the, um, what do I, you know, I can't remember, the second colour I used now. Isn't that amazing? Because I've gone, I, once I put it to bed, I have to think of the next picture. Was it? I'm going to put uh, hazard a guess. It wasn't one nine, uh, 177, was it? Or no, dark brown? it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Do you know, I know what it was. It was 175. Oh, wow. Much darker. Yes. So I, I went from 283 and then put 175 on. Now, that shouldn't have worked, but it did. And then when I finished, and then, and then on top of the 175, I put black. So I worked from 283, a good dose of that too. You know which that is. It's the um, burnt sienna, isn't it? And then the... Uh, dark sepia which is 175 on top of that almost pancaking it on now i was talking about pancaking you've got you've got to do it solid it can't be it can't just be oh well because you'll see the paper through you can't do that you can't leave the papers showing through and then on top of that i put then the um black on top of the 175 and that made it dark but because we had the basic undercolor of burnt sienna the burnt sienna complemented all the orange. Hmm. You see an amount of thought that has to go into something like that, Steve. Really interesting, yeah. Really interesting. I love that. Um, so you said this was on because I didn't even it didn't even occur to me what colour pastel mat you you <laughs> used, but you used the sand colour for this. Sand colour paint here. The reason I did that is because first of all, again, I look at the picture. The picture speaks to me. It says, um, sand colour, please, Colin. Okay, I'll give you sand colour. It might seem silly, that, but that is how I see it. it the, the picture, the picture. If, if I had chosen green, it wouldn't have worked. I mean, you could get away with it, but it really wouldn't have worked. If I'd used light green, that wouldn't have worked. I'm talking about dark green and light green, that wouldn't have worked. If I'd used grey, that could have worked, the light grey. Mm. But I wanted I wanted an influence. I wanted an influence of sand, mainly, I'd say, probably from the tree point of view. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. It is, this is all it? fascinating. I, I hope people are enjoying this because I'm enjoying it. Um, 
what does this so having done those two pictures what does it mean for your next project what are you thinking now well exactly the same idea except this one has got a bridge in it Uh and a a very very attractive bridge right in the center of the picture going across a a lake i would say a lake it's my a body of water I don't know whether it's a lake or a river. In the foreground, you've got uh, bushes and trees. In the background, you've got trees. And then you've got more trees. So you've got trees, 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 bushes, water, and a bridge. That's it. Wow. People are going to have a so good see, practice of trees. <laughs> I've taken it to another level, really. What I've done, introducing the water to it, I haven't even started it yet. Um, when I'm... When I'm doing the water, that will be reflective water. Wow. You know what that do? You just pull it down. So all the, the all of the bushes that are, and the trees and the foliage that surround it will be reflected in the water, and the bridge will be reflected in the water as well. Wow! That's but great. still water, as opposed to flowing water. Mm. So it's going to look very beautiful. But it is a step up from what I've just done there. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, I'm excited to see this one. Excited to, mm. to hear how it goes. Fantastic. Well, that's that's great, Dad. Um, I hope people have enjoyed this. Um, we'll pop the picture up on the website. It'll be on this podcast artwork as well, so you would have hopefully been able to see the picture as we've been talking through it. Um, and then we'll check in next week, Dad, and see how this other mm. new picture is going. Um, and I hope people like the idea of these projects um of them testing you in this way and teaching you different um, techniques and um sort of honing your skills um so do let us know if you like the idea of doing these if you have any suggestions or any questions please send them over we'd love to hear from you um just a bit of housekeeping to let you guys know that we uh, had a really great time with jason last week we um were speaking about it on the podcast um when I was down last week and we uh, sent, uh, published part one and part two went up um, last night, that's Thursday night. And then parts, uh, part three is hopefully coming on Sunday. Um, just got to get it all edited and um, finished up. Um, but we had a really great time with Jason. He was really lovely, really nice guy, which we knew he would be. Um, and his work is brilliant. So if you um, are interested in checking him out, then his YouTube channel um, is on. Uh, you can find his YouTube channel by searching Jason Morgan. If you're interested in trying his Tiger for Beginners class, that is available on the school, so you can add it into your account. Um, but yeah, um, I hope people have really enjoyed that. We really enjoyed ourselves. Um, and who knows, may do more in the future. Depends on. Yes, I'd like to because I think it. it I mean, as far as we're concerned, Jason and I, it's, it's nice to sort of. Um, touch base really say what do you do oh i do this you do do and we found i learned a lot and he did i'm sure um and we, we, we still go our own ways which is as it should be really um, but it is nice to uh, to have that kind of link mm. and perhaps with the other two as well the two ladies that we have maybe that would be nice to do something with them as well mm. because again they, they've got their own ideas and their own, own uh, thoughts about it um, it, it does expand, doesn't it? The um, the students 
um, understanding because when they see two heads together, they think, oh, yes, I like a little bit of that. I like a little bit of that. Maybe I can do a little bit of both, which they can, of course. Mm. So it works well. Absolutely. Totally agree. Okay, cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.